everybody, this is Vishan, and you're listening to episode 46 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets a little off topic. Today we'll be discussing Gemini Man. Let's rock and roll. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so welcome to episode 46 of Entitled We Trust. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, very, very sleepy. I'm trying to wake up. <clears throat> you can uh, access the podcast now at itwtpodcast.com uh, for spoiler-free one-sentence reviews and movie ratings, episode descriptions, song of the week playlist, movie soundtrack playlist, and a submission form to be a guest on the show. Um, always can listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and watch on YouTube all on Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. So today we have uh, Northwood's finest, <laughs> a.k.a. Vashon, on the podcast today. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. He's making it. He's trying to he's trying to make it man. put on a strong face on this Sunday morning recovering. We're here. It's about eight, eight something in the morning. So uh so we're, we're making it it's a little um, aggressive yeah <laughs> it is it is i was thinking that on the way over i was like what did i like i was trying to think back to myself that booked the time and i couldn't remember why i thought it was a good idea i was <laughs> i was like man it's nobody on the street like i'm tired yeah uh struggling but you know we're here we made it 100 uh, so you are from la originally 100 percent. yeah absolutely born and raised born and raised in la uh, and you have plans, I know we chatted about it before, to possibly go into screenwriting at some point. Yeah, my dad's a, a screenwriter on the side, so nice. he uh, wrote a couple of movies. One is called uh, 75. Okay. I think it got some uh, airplay known as Dead Tone once they changed the name to okay. it. And then um, he did a movie with my godfather, Brian Hooks. You might have known him from Three Strikes or Soul Plane. Okay. Um, he's, uh, you know, they did a movie together called LMAO. Okay, so got it. He's Dope. been doing it. It's cool. And, and my godfather Brian really does a lot of the, uh, a lot of the acting and screenwriting, producing, directing. He's doing stand up now, so it's cool. That's what's up. Is your is your father also from L.A.? Yep. Okay. Oh, well, it. he's from Fresno. Okay. Uh, moved down to L.A. and went to CSUN, so it's cool. Okay, got you. All right. So from that scene, has been out there, so he knows the ropes. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your favorite part about L.A.? Obviously, living in the Midwest now, what what do you miss the most? Man, I think well, number one, consistently nice weather, yeah, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think just the it's just the overall vibe that you know when you get down there, you really feel like you can do a lot of different things. You mm -hmm. know, I think when you go and get trapped in the Midwest a little bit, you can lose sight of some of the finer things out there, yeah. right? And so you stop chasing for stuff that you really think you can get, you know, with hard work and just really a lot of patience. Right. But when you're in L.A., you're constantly seeing the best of the best of the best of the best or a New York or a Chicago, for that instance. Right. So, you know, like you're constantly chasing something. Right. When you get in Detroit or if you're in like a East Lansing or when I was up in Midland, it's very hard to forget like what you're shooting for because yeah. all you're seeing every day is small town or right. you know, not really a thriving city. You yeah. Know? So not Detroit is drive. cool. Yeah. But it's just a little different. You know. Yeah, I can I I can uh, I can understand that. You know, I think that I think you're right. I think the I think those bigger city bigger city values versus Midwest values are a little bit different. Um, you know, here it's it's very much uh, get to getting married, settling down. It's like kind of who can get yeah. to that the fastest. 
as opposed to the bigger cities, it's like, you know, accomplishments and accolades and things like that. So I think obviously it just kind of depends on what type of person you are. I know for me, I do like having that um, that push a little bit, like yeah. I, at this point in my life, at least. Hundred um, percent. And and that is the cool thing about LA. For me, LA is obviously it's not not for me. For anyone, it's expensive. So. hundred oh, <laughs> percent. So, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't do LA in, until I had that type of money to be able to really to be able to really live there comfortably. Right. Um, or you know, Chicago, New York type of thing. But um, I do want to end up in. Cali, uh, whether it's L.A., San Diego is beautiful. Absolutely. Um, but I do want to end up in Cali when it's all said and done, just because, again, the consistent weather. And then I do like that you have so much opportunity out there. No matter what route you want to go, you are, again, looking at the best of the best, uh, it's, you know, as far as talent goes, and then just, and just opportunity. The yeah. opportunity is just crazy in those places. So it's a ton of competition, but, again, that is like, you know, iron sharpens iron. So 100%. I think when you're uh – you know, if as long as you're well connected in LA and you right. feel like you have a strong network, you can really pivot really easily. Yeah. Um, and kind of turn something into nothing, really. Yeah. But um, if you're sitting in a spot where you know you don't talk to people, you're not very outgoing, and you're just going out oh, there to gonna, try it. Yeah. It, it's not gonna work. Yeah, you're you gonna know? be in a bad spot. Yeah. Right. And then you're gonna come back home in four months and be like, right. man, I couldn't <laughs> do it. Right. So. That's what everyone does, and and I have a pretty good network out there. I'm just. Honestly, just a lot of friends that coincidentally, a lot of them aren't even connected with each other, but a lot of friends that went out there, um, and like one of my friends is a, is a producer out there, but um, but a ton of them that went out there to, you know, whether it's trying acting or whatever, whatever it is, modeling. Um, so it's cool to kind of have that, that base that if I were to go out there, I wouldn't just be a fish out of water trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I, I, obviously, I still there's still an adjustment period, but again, you kind of have uh, a group out there already to lean on, so... Uh, but yeah, song of the week. Man, what you got? Plastic Bag by Drake. Okay. Plastic Bag, very very classic song. Um, you know, him and Future really did something special on there. So I think uh, that's been my song of the week. I've been playing it. This type of weather going on. Yeah. It's been a constant repeat, even for the vibes that's going on now. I should have tried to. I, I wouldn't have guessed that one, but I should have tried to guess your song of the week because I knew it was gonna be Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it was gonna be Drake, but I couldn't. I should have guessed, and then I should have just had like three guesses. Like if I if I get one right, I'm telling you, go check it out. Uh, that's a just a, honestly an instant classic with the Drake. You know, him and Future got to come out with a new album. Yeah, you know, I wonder if they will. I wonder if they will. I feel like it would be well. well I mean, anything Drake does is gonna be well received. He's cracked um, the formula. Yeah, he's just. I mean, Drake is Drake is Drake. So I mean, anything he does is obviously gonna do crazy numbers. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Is 100%. It, it's definitely worth the listen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got to If Drake drops something, you got to at least check it out. So. I don't think he's made a bad album. Um, you know, I won't get into. I won't <laughs> get into the Drake debate. <laughs> I respect. I respect his business acumen, his, how calculated he is, and how talented he is. I will say that. I, I will think, say that. Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah, all that goes without saying. Yeah, 100%. I can't. I can't. I can't argue those factors at all. Um, my song of the week is Body by Summer Walker. Okay. So, uh, so she has a pretty good album out. Uh, a lot of the songs start to sound the same, but, uh, but some of them are, are fire. Um, I will give anyone the business in Summer Walker karaoke. I will throw that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the songs, like I said, every song isn't necessarily a banger for me, but the couple that I saved, um, I, I think I give Summer a run for her money. On the on the tracks, man. Like, oh, I, mean, I ain't trying to hear. It. I love Summer. She's got a good play right now. Yeah. Um, she's she's cracked the code too with kind of her first 
hitting the singles. Yeah. Had, had a big feature with Drake, and then yep. now, boom, dropped yep. the album. And the album's pretty good, man. I like, I like Summer. She's talented. She's talented. So, like I say, if anyone wants to smoke with Summer Walker karaoke, let me know. Uh, this song specifically. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Random Rapid Fire. So, some questions you're not prepared for, especially at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Hey. Uh, but let's get after it. All right, let's do it. Were you a Fresh Prince or a Carlton growing up? You know, I think I was a little bit of both. I started off my earlier years kind of in that Carlton mode. I felt like I was pretty nerdy. Yeah. I always wanted to learn something. I feel like once I got into, like, high school, I was like, the Fresh Prince seems kind of cool. Right. Like, <laughs> I think I think people like this guy, right? Right. So I, uh, like, towards the middle, the end of middle school, I started really kind of going out my show a little bit. I was always very nice and talked to people, but as far as, like, trying to have that Fresh Prince vibe, it was yeah. a little, it didn't get there until high school, and then yeah. college, it really peaked. Yeah. So it, ta- it takes time. It takes time, man. You know, you'd rather be that than the other way around. Yeah, right, like 100%. <laughs> uh, if you could clone yourself, would you? You know, I don't think so. Yeah. I think uh, cloning is, uh, I think it's interesting science, but. As far as doing it, yeah, a yeah, little, little weird. I, I, I don't think it's me. Do you ever wish you had a twin? You know, no. I, I'm um, I'm an only child, but I'm not. Like, I've got a little sister in L.A., um, but she's so, like, young. You know what got I'm saying? You. That. She's it's a ten year difference. So oh, so you felt you grew up mostly feeling like an uh, only child. Yeah, for like that first ten years, I was, yeah, and yeah. then you know my little sister came along and it was cool, but we just never. I mean, cause it's such a difference, right? Right. We're not both like guys, so like we don't. You know, it's a right. whole thing. So. Right. It's totally different. Yeah. Um, if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? Man, one, save some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but two, just take more risks like it doesn't mean anything yeah you know? yeah i feel like any risk that you encounter in your 16 to really honestly 26 27 like you can really pretty much bounce back pretty quick that's a good point yeah so i would say just be risky right that's i gotta keep telling myself every day like just take a risk right what's the worst that's gonna happen you gonna get slapped on the wrist and pivot or right or could work out really well man yeah no i I hear that uh if your uh if your targets were only criminals could you be a hitman for 20 mil a year absolutely (laughs) absolutely i'm I'm taking all the mill i'm sorry but shot you You gotta go yeah Yeah. you gotta go gotta do what you gotta do if you could be highly trained in one area which would it be shooting hand-to-hand combat or hacking you know, I think when you look at this, the most dangerous out of them is the hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you could get lucky with the trigger, right, and even the best, like, miss shots. Right. But if you're just, you got deadly hands and feet, like, yeah. you'll never lose that. Yeah. Even, like, the 80-year-old Bruce Lee, like, right. it's still pretty dangerous. You right, know right, 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 right. <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, the, I don't know which one I would go. That, that, one's, a, that one's a tough one because, obviously, shooting – you can be long range, especially yeah. if you're like Will in this movie. Right. Um, and no one even gets close to you, even knows you were there. But then, like you said, obviously hand to hand, if someone gets their hands on Will, obviously he could fight too. But if you're just a shooter and then someone gets their hands on you, find out where you live, it's, it's a wrap. Right. Like, it's, it's done. Like, now, hacking, 
super long range. I mean, if no one knows where you're at, then you have all the power. Right. You know, but I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, go-to slushy fa- flavor. Banana. That is a – that no one has had that one. That's, <laughs> I always love – Asking this question because every <laughs> once in a while I'll get like one that no one has even said. And I'm like, bro, I didn't even know it was a flavor. Banana. That that's one of those seven eleven flavors. The seven <laughs> if you get if you ever get an opportunity, the banana with the pina colada. That actually does sound that sounds pretty and good. And just take that on, on your little so I I've been craving a Slurpee. Yeah. They they have uh sometimes I'll get a I'll get a hankering for one. They they um had this what was it? This airhead one? It's like Cherry, it was like sour, sweet, like cherry airhead one for one, like two summers ago. Man, I miss Fire. it so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, this is a great question. It's a tough, tough one. Uh, I love Tarantino movies. I okay. think they're well written. I think they've got chapters in them. I love Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um, so if it's like a real movie. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Okay. It's Disney Ratatouille. <laughs> That's hilarious. Those two, Pulp Fiction and Ratatouille, just yeah, it's a little... completely different sides of spectrum. Anyone got... can cook. If I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, I swear I think about that quote way more than I should. Like, 100%, right? Like, <laughs> anyone can, even, honestly, just in context of just doing, like, other, like, other stuff. Like, when you think about, like, yo, anyone can do, like, I'll do jobs sometimes and be like, yo, anyone can do this job. Like, I mean, I ain't going to say that because. It's, it's real, though. Yeah, but, like. You look at those job descriptions, sometimes you're like, ah, I'm not really qualified. And yeah. You think of, like, the job description you could make up for your last job. You're like, oh, man, I could really make this sound yeah. pretty interesting, right? So, right. Then you get into it and you're like, man, like. This, this is what anyone, they made. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I could have did this in high school. Like, I would have struggled a bit, but, like, I could have got it did. done. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, no, that's funny. So before we get into the movie, uh, I know I asked you earlier in the week, I don't know if you got a chance to, to rank Will Smith's top five greatest works. Oh, wow. And if not, maybe you could think off the top of the head. I for sure think off the top. (laughs) (laughs) I'm for sure about to think off the top. Uh, if you like me to go first, I can to give you some time. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll give you some time. Do your thing. So the top five I had. Um, and this is not based off of any metrics other than just my own personal opinion. Uh, Fresh Prince, I think, uh, I think it's an easy one Absolutely. on anyone's uh, list. Uh, right. Acting, writing, everything, amazing. Um, probably will go down as it, it's my favorite sitcom of all time. Uh, uh, as far as the numbers, I, I don't know if it'll, I, I think numbers-wise, Friends is the number one as far as national. Right. Uh, but Fresh Prince is probably my favorite sitcom. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of I have a lot of sick. It's tough because there's a lot of different characters. Anyway, back to Will. <laughs> Fresh Prince one. His Instagram account is two. Uh, yeah, he took I'm over Instagram. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving this a say. He's been slow on the Instagram lately, but when he first got that Insta, it was popping. It was popping, man. Uh, so that's two. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness is my three. It's quality. Um, Hitch is four. That's very. And quality. then uh, last one is Jaden Smith because I'm a huge Jaden Smith. Music fan, so yeah, is his, his son. I'm giving uh, it to it. Wow. <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, all right, number one for me, I'm gonna throw Pursuit of Happiness up there because okay. I think that's a really quality flick. It is. Um, I think I love the story. I think Will played that role really great. Um, number two, I'm gonna go Focus. Uh, okay. Very good movie. I think really good dialogue. Will really excels in those type of roles. Um, Number three, we're going to go with 
we just talked about it, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? I think that's you really can't go wrong with how no. long and successful that show really was. Um, number four, I'm going Hitch because that taught me a little game at a younger right, yeah. age. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, you just got to speak to these women in a different kind of way. So yeah. <laughs> to be honest, Hitch taught me the game a little bit. And uh, last but not least, number five, um, this is uh, this is a little tough one, right? But I really like the uh, football movie. I'm forgetting the name of it with the uh, CTE when it was like a huge thing. Oh, concussion. Thing. Yeah, concussion. Great flick. Um, you know, I'm a big football guy, but I like the role he played there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he did his best as far as that goes with the accents and stuff. Like, I wasn't yeah. too crazy about his, his accent. But other than that, like the actual film, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the film. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I thought about throwing Concussion on there because I, I did think that was a really good film. It was an important film. They had to take out a ton of stuff just out of the NFL fighting back with what the stuff, the information they put in the movie. So it's crazy that as, as nuts as that movie was and how bad it made the NFL look, to know that that was only a percentage of what actually happened. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, these big companies, the NCAA, the NFL, they take a lot of money to shut a lot of people up. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's, Absolutely. Uh, it's, Any, it's dangerous. Yeah, any big company, man, like they're definitely going to try to protect their assets. Um, 100%. So, uh, this, so when I went to go see this movie yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Um, days starting to jumble up. But yeah, yesterday I went and saw this movie, uh, 10 o'clock showing in the morning, first showing. Went to Royal Oak, uh, Imagine, which is probably my favorite theater. It's the um, same one I went to. Oh, word? Yeah, absolutely. I, lo I love that theater. Uh, so, went there. And I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed. I'm not talking about the movie. I mean, the the movie, I was highly disappointed as well, but I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but the theater, always had a good experience there. I go in there. They had technical difficulties. I sat in the theater till 1026 before the movie started playing. Oh, no. I mean, before anything, like previews, anything, like just blank screen. Came in, hey, we're at technical difficulties. Engineer, engineers here. We're going to really? fix it out. Yeah, so sure enough, 1026. Preview start playing. So we watch a silent preview of the Star Wars preview. Um, it's no sound, and the guy's, like, sitting up in the corner. Like, I'm in the very back corner. I always sit in the aisle. I always sit in the very back. He's right back at, like, literally my ear, like, uh, talking to the guy on the walkie-talkie, like, no sound, still no sound, no sound, still no sound. I'm like, all right, yo, like, c can we figure this out, right? Right, so, this is horrible. Um, so that, that was just annoying. So f finally, at 1030, it was 1033, they got to work. Boom, they just go right into the movie, just skip all the rest of the previews. So I, I'm a preview guy, one. Two, I got there on time. Uh, so I'm just expecting, like, all right, cool, let me go on and I'll see what's coming I'll hit a few previews. Up. Yeah, yeah like, chill. Yeah, no. Everything. Um, Shut that whole operation down. All down. So it, it was all bad. So that, that, that pissed me off. But, you know, what What really pissed me off, see, when things like that happen, when there's ever uh, technical difficulties or someone makes a mistake, Whatever the case may be, I'm understanding of that. Those things happen. Yeah. That guy in the theater didn't maliciously say, I'm going to mess up Todd's movie. Like, no, obviously. It doesn't right? happen, it doesn't that, happen way. that way. But what I would like to see is really good customer service on the back end because of the inconvenience. So it's only eight of us in the theater. It's a 10 o'clock showing of Gemini Man. So no one's in the theater. It's literally, I counted up, eight people. I think two or three even end up leaving before they got it working because they just were fed up. Right. 
come in and say, hey, here's movie vouchers. Hey, this movie's on us. Here's snack vouchers. Here's something. So yeah. the fact that none of make that was right. even off, make it right. You know what I mean? So without me having to go and then be at the irate customer that has to say, this movie isn't working. I want a free, because I know some of those people left and did that. Right, and got I, some love. Too. And got some love, for sure. Like the couple people that weren't in there by the end of the movie that left early, I know that they probably, they didn't just leave and say, I'm going home. I know they probably went to the counter and said, hey, it's not working. I don't have time for this. Give me my money back. Right. So and, and make it right. And make it right. Yeah, I want money back and I want a free voucher and I want free popcorn. So my thing is, you know, that's a bad look. Uh, Imagine Theater, if anyone working there is listening to the podcast, which I'm sure you aren't, maybe one day you'll go back and hear this podcast and then you'll be like, oh, shoot, we got to get this. We got to get this together. But yeah, right. that, that, that did piss me off. Um, afterwards, I kind of just was like, whatever, I watched the movie, I went home. But I would have liked to get that, especially as a rewards member, too. It's a free rewards program, but, I mean, I do go to a movie every single week. So <laughs> I'm, giving y'all a lot of, I'm giving you all a lot of bread. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there, get that off my chest. Hey, well, first things first, yeah, I, I think that, you know, hopefully they didn't taint your movie experience to the, to the actual flick. But You're right. yeah, ultimate, nah. I mean, I don't think you're <laughs> it missing was, much. Nah. But. <laughs> it was going to be what it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to get away from this one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Anyway, going into Gemini Man, IMDb description, uh, an over-the-hill hitman faces off against a younger clone of himself. Release date was October 11th, uh, this past Friday. Notable cast, Will Smith, obviously, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And then director for this. So this this was interesting, these directors and writers. Um, and it's interesting because of how... Um, what level the film was at. I'll, I'll say that before we start talking about it officially. Right. Uh, director Ang Lee, who did Life of Pi, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brokeback Mountain, never watched. High, highly, highly critically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hulk, um, the not the Incredible Hulk that came out in like 08, but Hulk that came out in 03, which is horrible. So he did that. Um, and then Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, classic uh, fighting movie. Uh, one of my dad's actually favorite movies, so I've seen it way more than I've wanted to see it. Right. Um, but writers, uh, David Benoff, uh, who did Game who who was written for uh, Game of Thrones, oh, a ton yeah, of episodes yeah, yeah. for Game I of Thrones. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, obviously, love both of those. X-Men, obviously, Wolverine got um, mixed reviews. I'm a huge X-Men and Wolverine fan, though, so I loved it. Uh, Billy Ray, who did uh, Captain Phillips, and The Hunger Games, so both mm. very successful movies. Right. Uh, Darren Lemke, who did Shazam, decent movie that came out, DC. Turbo, uh, through DreamWorks, which is a funny movie. And then uh, Shrek Forever After. So uh, a good. I like the Shrek series, but that was probably the worst Shrek out yeah, of the series. Right. I mean, but anyway, you have a, a wide range, obviously, of writers um, and directors as far as their background and what they've done before. So interesting that they all kind of came together for this project. Uh, yeah, really. To be honest, I was surprised Will took this movie. Yeah, um, I was. I was gonna talk about that. Yeah. This is um, him, and and you know, with that cast that you're talking about, it, it it's interesting. Yeah, how did they come about this movie? How did like who pitched it first? Whose idea? Whoever did really sold the yeah. potential of the movie. They definitely did. Absolutely. Uh, runtime for it was an hour and fifty seven minutes. Uh, real quick, I'm about to check the video real quick and make sure that this is going okay all right we're back um so going into the movie what were your thoughts just looking at the trailer looking at the cast all that jazz you know i didn't really know what i was getting myself into Mm -hmm. even watching the trailer really kind of seeing the full scope of what the preview of the movie is going to be i wasn't 
Like, this reminded me of, like, interviewing someone, no red flags, nothing, like, really wrong about it, but there's just no wow factor. Yeah. So, even the previews, all the way even to watching the movie, I was just like, there's nothing, like, physically wrong with this. Everybody right. performed <laughs> this well. It just... Right. They didn't do it for me. So, I think from the start, not a lot of buzz, not a lot mm. of attention, even with the Will Smith name on it, right? Yeah. Like, you hear about it, but it didn't get the hype. No. That a Will Smith movie typically gets. Yeah, it was uh so the so the preview I saw the preview and I was like, you know what? This does not look good. I remember actually talking about it with my me and my friends went and saw it. Uh we have like a annual like guys weekend that we started last year. So we went to Louisville this year, went and saw uh <coughs> Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, which was horrible, horrible, which I, that was one of those like you know it's gonna be bad. Spin-off. You know it's gonna be yeah, a spin off. The Rock is the main, whenever The Rock is the main guy, it's probably not going to be a well-written film. It's just going to be, you know, the draw of The Rock. Obviously, he's like one of the biggest names right now and whatever. Anyway, we went and saw it and we saw this preview. That was my first time seeing it. And we all looked at each other like, man, that looks horrible. Oh, uh, so anyway, but, you know, obviously you want to support Will. I love Will. I think everyone loves Will as a person. Right. Um, so, you know, was thinking, all right, this probably won't be that good, but I'll give it a shot. Um, even the concept just wasn't intriguing, the whole, like, clone. Again, like, there was no wow factor yeah. that, like, I think they thought that was going to be like, oh, my God, a clone, and it just kind of didn't do it for me. We're like, we're at clones now. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are really clones out there. So, right, yeah, right, like, at this point. This is just normal. So <laughs> it was like, so it was that. Um, I just, yeah, it didn't it didn't draw me in. Um, the whole, you know, I love, his, I love Will's whole family, so I like supporting them in general, but my biggest critique of Will is that um, he had as great as he is, and as many good performances that he has out there, and even some great, uh, he has a lot of weak ones too. He has a lot of weak, or at least a lot of weak films, and I think some of it might even be uh, the writing. So less of him as an actor, but more the writing and the script. And then also, though, you have to judge Will on taking some of these roles. Like you decide, even if the writing is bad, like you read that script and you said, "Okay, I'm in." And, I mean, he's a seasoned vet, so I feel like he should be able to point out some of these films that, you know, this isn't the, this isn't the right move. Yeah. Do you think Will really checks what scripts he's... I mean, I think he's got people for doing that now, and, and he's yeah. had a team so long that he probably trusts their opinion. He just, I mean, he probably skims over and says, like, yeah, I can do this role. Right. Um, I think just performance-wise, like, yeah. when you look at what Will did... I think he had his older character kind of sort of himself and his, you know, he played himself in, in a way, right, right. As, as a marksman shooter. And I think that, you know, he did a, a, a decent job um, with that role. I think where he really excelled was trying to be – because when you think a clone, you think, like, less of your original self. You think right. maybe shadow of who you really are, maybe a little quirky, maybe a little different, right? Right. And I think he really – did well with a clone yeah um i think it was you know great performance by will i just think overall just not a really good production yeah it was uh it wasn't a horrible job by him i mean there were definitely again it's that balance of is it bad acting is it bad writing because it was some lines where i was like man that's cornier and again it, it i'm like you know he didn't he didn't write that i think it would be a little bit different if he wrote it um speaking of his bad roles, so i wrote down the movies that i felt like were like I'm like man this is not a good one will to have on the track record um that were big movies um so it wasn't some you know I think there's a lot of uh, actors I know I mentioned on here when I was uh, reviewing one movie with uh it was Angel Has Fallen I was talking about Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. and I think he had like a, he has like 120 something credit movie cr- acting credits which right. is insane but in that I'm sure he has a couple where you're like uh, that was 
that wasn't that good, Morgan. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean yeah, at that one far between, yeah, but yeah, that's sure. Yeah, 120 something. Like he's got about some in the teens, 20. That you're like, you know what? That was a forgettable performance or a movie we never even heard of that came out. Yeah, 100%. that you know maybe even went you know was in theaters for a quick minute. Maybe an indie film that we never saw. Um, so I understand that that happens. You take a lot of take a lot of roles, but Will doesn't take a ton of roles. Like he takes, he obviously he's a big name. He's in a lot of stuff, but he's not one of those as big of a name as he is. He's not one of those that's in 120 some films. No, 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 no. I think Will's at a point where he. If he's got to be passionate about it, so yeah, whatever he went into with this movie, he drew his focus towards it. Do I think this was his like bread and butter? No, no. but like when you look on Netflix and you see Will Smith's doing One Strange Rock, right? Right, and he's documenting about astronauts in space. You're like, Will somehow took like some interest into this. That's how this yeah. came about. Like they didn't just say mm, narrator Will Smith. You know what right. I'm saying? One hundred percent. Will had to take an interest in that show, I'm sure, and right. and request to even maybe be a part of it or, or just kind of throw that soft. Side. I would do this, you know. Yeah. And then it comes to fruition. So I think with like movies like this, it's a it's a really interesting take because Will it just it doesn't have Will Smith stamped on it. No. So yeah, he must have taken. It, it must be something about the cloning. About playing a younger self, something about that challenge. Must Probably have a challenge, yeah. yeah. Two characters. He's thinking maybe he might get one and a half times his regular rate for doing basically two parts of the movie. Right. And uh, you know, I would I would assume he got paid really well for it and, and just said, you know what, I can do this and watch me because I'm Will Smith. Right. And see yeah. if I can do it. And that's a tough thing. I think we see some actors who have done that multiple times, whether it be like an Adam Sandler has done the the two different playing two different roles thing. Uh, Eddie Murphy obviously is famous for for doing that and and having you know whether it's like Nutty Professor or uh, you know obviously Dave Chappelle for his, his you know there's some people mostly like, I'm, like as I'm naming them comedians who have done this very successfully playing multiple different people in a in a movie uh, but it, it is a challenge so maybe maybe it was that maybe it's just kind of like hey let's see what I can do um, but like bright I felt like not not Will's best take it wasn't horrible but it it for sure was. Once again, one of those interesting films yeah. that Will had to have taken an interest in something. Yeah, you know Netflix. I know Netflix is throwing a lot of a lot of cheese out to oh. artists and stuff to really get their own like Netflix original. Yeah, they're or trying their own Netflix special. Yeah, absolutely. They put they've put billions into that. 100%. Uh, you know, I was researching. They've put billions into producing their own content over the last couple of years. Um, so I, I get it. I get it. And uh, like Collateral Beauty. That was another. It, Will has a lot of again. It's like, eh, like not horrible. Right. Collateral Beauty was not a bad movie, but it was one of those. Ah, that was kind of cheesy. That yeah. was a little cheesy. I actually haven't seen that. You haven't? No. It's 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 worth watching. Okay. It's definitely worth. It's not it's not trash. Um, it's just kind of one of those. Okay, eh, Will. Like so, all right. So. Uh, one for me that that makes this list is Focus. I know that's the. It's, it's a jam. great. I I really like that flick. I was. It wasn't for me. It, again, not a bad one. And I, and it was one that I I think maybe. Uh, I do this sometimes, and you know, again, for people who have listened to the podcast or listened to multiple episodes, you can pick this up about me. If I have really high expectations for a film, uh, then I judge it really, really harshly. Yeah. When instead of just watching it for what it is, I need to go in with, I need to start going into movies or whatever it is, music, albums, any type of art or situation for that matter, with no expectation. That way, I can just judge it for what it is and not what I this pedestal I put it on. So I saw him and Margot Robbie, and I had this... Blockbuster. It's about to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. So I shouldn't have went into it with that. So some movies I need to go back and rewatch 
with just let me just watch it for what it is. Yeah, hundred percent. Focus was a movie for me, and even Gemini, like Gemini Man, I thought, you know, maybe if it wasn't the Will Smith aura, mm-hmm. right? If it was just a regular B list, C list actor that we have no idea who they are, yeah. And they did this role and did it successfully. We would have been like, not bad. Yeah, you know, you that's know? that's a good point. Yeah, but because it's Will Smith, and like you said, we put so much hype on it, not yeah. a thing. So focus for me, I love Margot Robbie. I think she I was too, great, yeah. right? She's uh she had the Wolf of Wall Street and then she had a couple other films, but then it was like, Okay, I'm back on a Will Smith, right? I got yeah. I got a real studio movie here. And I think she did a good role. It was a little corny and cheesy at times. Yeah. Right? Like with just some of the dialogue and kind of everything that goes about with it. But just overall, like good watch. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a sad, happy movie where you can sit in your, your apartment alone and, and really enjoy that flick. Yeah. Yeah, I think Will, you know what what the trend is is he really shines, and it's no it's no secret he really shines in rom coms and yeah, like hitches, 100%. comedies. That's where he shines. That's who he is. That's yeah. that's Will's. I mean, you even see it like again his Instagram account, which I which I love and everyone loves. Uh, you see that where he shines best is that like funny like offbeat humor. Yeah, that's just clever, and that's where he shines. So uh, sometimes when that's the writers try to forcefully include that into movies that don't have that aspect. It's got to be organic. It comes off corny, yeah. Instead of just letting Will be Will. Like, you know what I mean? So uh, that happens. Kinda, like, um, Hitch is a great representation. I I, don't, I think a lot of that was improv, right? Just Will being Will, man. And that's all it's got to be. Yeah. If you let him do his thing, if you let him be Fresh Prince, it's going to be good. Right. Flat out. We've seen it. It's a, it's a good formula that works, so don't, don't change that up. Uh, also, doing some research, I didn't know that he was a producer on ATL, and uh, Secret Life of Pets. So I mean, I'm sorry, not Secret Life of Pets. Uh, Secret Life of Bees. Oh, uh, okay. Which also is a, is a good movie. Um, but then ATL is a really good movie too. Uh, and I just didn't know. Just two random ones. Just fun facts. Out ATL, there about great flick. Yeah. Um, if you ever get a chance to go to Cascades and start yeah. <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a throwback, and it was uh, it was one of those just like great coming of age movies. Uh, I really enjoyed that. As most people did. I think I, um, I think some of the films that Will comes out with, I would respect more like some of these like Collateral Beauty and things like that, if they came from like if he started his own studio like almost like a Kevin Hart like hey these are like Will Smith Studios yeah and you give him some some slack for okay man you're going out you're, you're doing, doing your own, your own thing. thing yeah it's tough getting it going getting the right writers paying these people. That wasn't the greatest, but we're gonna support it anyway. So the fact that he's doing it through other other places again begs the question: like, what did you see in this film? What was it that really uh, drew you in? Uh, but you know, getting to this actual film and, and his acting in this, uh, Will plays. He definitely is typecast again, not typecast. I think he seeks out roles that are like this, where he's the the either hero or he's the cool like. Anti-hero, where he's not necessarily a villain, like almost like a uh, what is the, what is the Hancock? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. obviously he's not a villain, but he's kind of like that anti-hero type of character. But he's still very cool, heart of gold. That's again, he likes these roles. I think that uh, actors a lot of times will uh, identify with roles that are similar to themselves. Right. In some, they see themselves in some way in that role. Right. Um, Those saying, are when you find the best roles for you because yeah, it's so organic. You absolutely. Know? So he's always cool. He's always a cool guy. Um, same thing with Denzel. Even if Denzel's a villain, he's still cool. Like, you're yeah. still a guy that you want to be, right? Yeah. So uh, I think even with this, obviously he has the uh, 
you know, he's a hitman, but he he's only taking out, as we see, he's very clear about only taking out bad guys. Yeah. Quote, unquote, bad guys. So we say, uh, right? So we say, right. So, quote, unquote, bad guys and uh, has a conscience, has a heart, um, you know, goes back and saves people that he doesn't necessarily have to save, uh, even if it's at, you know, risking his own safety. So we see that in him. Uh, again, very prototypical for a Will Smith role. Uh, he had the fresh old guy fade. It's... it's I kind of get sad. I kind of get sad seeing, seeing Will with gray hair. Yeah, like, man. Really, yeah. Like it's like it's gonna end at some point, and that just hurts. Uh, but I do want to age like Will, man. He's a he's a nice guy to to watch age, right? Because yeah. when we were growing up, it's like okay, we see Will looking good, fresh prince, right? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, Will, you're I'm starting to see it, right? right? So I think if you go watch Hitch, you're gonna be like, man, this young Will Smith, and he's really like 30s, right, mid 30s, right. and you're like, man, this, look at this young Will Smith right here. Yeah. You saw a Gemini man. I was looking. I said, I can see Will's aging. Yeah. Right. He's getting older. That's not a that's not a good take for us because I wonder, you know, like like actors like Morgan Freeman, they really got their prime like probably like 50 years old. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. We don't know what Morgan Freeman really looked like right. prior <laughs> to like when he was 50, right? Right. We know what Will looked like, so yeah. It's 18, interesting to yeah. see like where he's gonna go in his career from beyond this. Will has right. rapped, acted, done dance, you know, comedy. He's done Grammys, a whole bunch of things. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he's done it all, man. He's a uh, he's he's really a, uh, a renaissance man. So he, uh, yeah, his aging, man. I hope I age like Will, but yeah, again, you can see his aging. You can see the gray in the beard, and I mean, even not in the movie. I think they might have added. I don't know if they added a little touch of gray just for the, the effect, but. Not a whole, not a whole lot. You no. know, Will fifty, you know, fifty some years old. I know they said fifty one in the movie, but I think that he's actually about fifty. Let me actually let me look. Will Smith age. I'm look it up. Yeah, he is fifty one. So yeah, I thought that he was perfect. Actually, right on the money. Yeah, so he's fifty one years old, and uh, and I look at that, and I'm just like, yo, I think I'm gonna have the fresh old guy fade when I like when at that point, I'm not gonna do like a lot of hair on the top, just get the low yeah ball fade with the with the gray going. Uh, and just stay in shape, man. I, like, I'm trying to create those habits now so that it doesn't get tough, you know, later on. And obviously, growing up playing sports, you can relate. It's not anything new. Like, if you go to a gym, you're not lost. No, anyway, no, you know, no, obviously no. by no means. But uh, but I do want to start getting in, like, all right, let me get some routines now that, like, Monday through Friday I'm doing because at 30, 35, 40, I'm not going to want to, like, pick it back up and be like, let me get back to what I was doing at yeah. 20. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a struggle to, like – get into like a real routine is, every day like i told myself early in the year and i mean damn it's already october right, right? Like, <laughs> i was like you know i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna you know do my daily meditation right i want yeah. i want to read something early but that requires you like number one first to get up early to have the right. time before you know your job or whatever you do to really kind of have that me time mm -hmm. and then if you don't get that me time in the evening well then you're always playing catch up right, right. so I think that, you know, ultimately for me, my dad was bald at like 25, right? Yeah. So I'm like every day looking <laughs> in the mirror like, hopefully this is not happening, right? right. Like, I got a full head right now, but we'll see in a minute. Yeah. And then uh, really the biggest thing is I'm going to have a touch of gray. Yeah. Like I, I like my beard the way it is, but I, as yeah. soon as I get it to come in on the on this little <laughs> spot and I start seeing a few grays, oh, that's that's going to be a good look for me. Oh, man. That salt and pepper 40 is going to be <laughs> real, real good. Salt and pepper 40. <laughs> that's the thing. As long as it's gray and I still have hair, like, yeah, I don't right. want to be a balding gray. But the the gray, you look distinguished with the like with yeah. the gray if it's coming in still. And you seasoned. Keep it, yeah, seasoned, right? <laughs> <laughs> look like you didn't, you're not raw. You, right. Right, you know. Oh, man. 
See, and, and the thing for you, you know, you actually were an athlete throughout college. Um, so I think that there's always this somewhat hanger. And you graduated at 18, right? Yes. See, I think um, athletes a lot of times have this hangover or this, like, this burnout after sports where it's like, I'm not trying to do anything. Like, I know, like, especially, you know, whether it's, like, football where there's a lot of, like, pounding, pounding, or uh, swimmers where it's very strenuous or, or uh, gymnasts where it's like, I don't want to see a gym. I don't want to yeah. see a weight for two, three, four, five years. And then naturally the, the competitor comes back. And the thing, and you're like, you know, let me get back into it. And then, you know, I, I'll see some people, whether they get addicted to doing something else. Because, right. you know, sports, you know, if, if it's taking up that amount of time throughout your life, a lot of stuff is an addiction. Like, I know, like, running, running is an addiction. You get that feeling, again, runner's high, that's a real thing. Right. But just, um, again, as a football player, yeah, it's like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm not trying to wake up now. And then something will click in you next year, two years, and you'll be wanting to do something. You'll be out there playing uh, uh, tackle flag football game. Yeah, right, like <laughs> something, right? I'm still in that hangover, to be honest. Like, yeah. once, I, once I had those last three Canadian League tryouts, mm -hmm. I was like, dog, I am uh, – I'm not ready to do anything, right? right yeah. I started working at the Rensen, and, man, we was having an hour and a half, two-hour lunches. We were eating at some really nice places yeah. to eat. And I'm just like, yeah, I, li I like <laughs> this aspect, right? Like, wine right. and dine me. And then they used to be like, all right, let's go work out. And I was like, for what? Like, right. you know, you want to work out on lunch now? Like, let's, right. let's keep eating, right? right? <laughs> I like I like being downtown and trying all the foods. And even now, you know, even though we're in a gym, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to work out. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, I, I same thing. So when I, I um, ran track through, you know, all the way growing up, fifth grade, all the way through high school, and then turned up going to college, um, had plans to walk on. Uh, got hurt and then you know the struggle of I got hurt my senior year of high school and then there's that struggle of not only do I need to get back to where I was I need to get faster yeah but I wasn't fast enough to run in college so I knew that I needed every bit of time between when the season ended in the summer to really not I didn't I wasn't trying to rehab I was trying to get better yeah. so that I could be able to make a team you know and walk on at, at MSU or wherever I ended up deciding to go to school right um and again, I just I didn't rehab enough, and then I didn't get fast enough to be able to do that. So by the time I got to college, it was like you know maybe I spend this first freshman year again trying to rehab, get faster, and maybe sophomore year walk on. And then I was like, Yo, f this! Like yeah. I'm I'm used to being a regular student, waking yeah. up, and I'm seeing my friends, some of the friends that I knew who were on the track team, saying, Yo, we got 5 a.m. workouts every day. I'm like. That doesn't sound appealing. Like yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound appealing at all. Like, I don't even like 8 a.m. class right now. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm eating again. I'm eating good. I'm playing these IM sports. That's enough. Yeah. One, one hour a week going out here playing flag football you or got volleyball. Your, you got your 60 minutes activity. Yeah, 100%, no. man. So I wasn't lifting none of that. So uh, And then sure enough, about junior year, I got back into, you know what, I, I want to start lifting again. you know. Right. But that was a two, two and a half years before I really was like, let me get back into scheduled you know, a routine. So uh, it, de it definitely takes time to get back into that. Um, I, uh, you know, I wonder if it was Will, do you think Will was a believable hitman? And when I say, I, when I say believable, I'm comparing him to, you know, naturally your, your mind just does that. You start comparing to other films that we've seen like this, uh, like a Denzel and Equalizer. Because I feel like Denzel was yeah. a much more believable hitman. You think... Now I saw Equalizer one and two, and mm -hmm. I liked that role for Denzel because he it it came like it was um, obligatory, mm -hmm. like he had to you know step in and use his skills even though he didn't really want to. Right. 
Now, Will is at a point when we start the movie where we see, like, oh, he's in the fray early, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, okay, this is Will. As far as believability, I I don't know. I think he was he played the role well as far as like his cues and his and his and his really saying like okay this is like a militant approach to how I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? With the phone and the alarm breach and yeah. you know really kind of working with the other agent. I think that um, you can tell that there was those militant moments. Mm -hmm. But as far as believability, yeah, I think I think he's believable. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, I think um, you know, really. And that I think his believability comes from kind of the stuff around him, like the the right. breach with the phone, the right. the 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 secret door to open it, right. room, you know, right. things right. like that, yeah. right? That shows like, okay, this guy's done this before, right? Yeah, not so much will. Right, I feel you. Um, there, one of the things that I uh, I just had to make note of because I was just like, oh my god, this was like the cheesiest part. Uh, the kid who's in the the principal's office, and uh, remember the guy who. The guy who hit was his initial contact for sending him to stuff, who he ended up at the end, who he gave a Coke instead of getting alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, when dude was at his kid's school. And oh, he's and he's sitting in the... And the kid is like, they're like, you know, why are you acting out in class? And he was like, science is wicked boring. And I was like, yo, who wrote who that Who wrote line? that one line, yo, right? Oh, man. I was like, Right before on. he grabs old girl's phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, come no, on, no, man. No, 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 no. Uh, stop it. Um, yeah, but I was, that, that part had me. Uh, so the story for this movie... Uh, the setup felt kind of quick. It felt kind of like, I, I don't know. It's weird because it's a, it's a delicate balance. And uh, again, I'm not a writer. Um, you might be able to shed some light on this as someone who is aspiring to be a screenwriter and obviously come from that and, and your father doing it, godfather doing it. Um, there's a delicate balance with some of these movies of we want you to get into the action fast, but at the same time, we want you to develop properly. Right. Uh, so like Angel Has Fallen, um, was the third installment, but Olympus has fallen, has fallen. You know, I reviewed that a couple weeks ago, and I felt like they did a good job of. Now, granted, that was the third one by the time I reviewed that, but of let's set up what's happening here and let's get into the action. Like we don't want to spend. We want to. There we should be right Yeah, away. there should be explosion shooting before we get to halfway through the movie. Let's get into it. You know, five, ten, fifteen minutes into the movie. Um, but with this, I felt it felt a little sloppy getting yeah. into it. I think when you first start out with these big action movies, right, these blockbuster studio films, mm -hmm. you've got to catch the attention early, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Now, I think this movie with a long-range shot where you get somebody and you're like, okay, like I felt you know, comfortable about this, but there, I think this movie really lacked a lot of suspense. Yeah. And when you yeah. don't have suspense in a film, it it's like, okay, action. Like, I see it. I, I'm here for this, but I'm not getting fed the... I'm on my edge of my seat. Type. Right. I never was on the edge of my seat with this no. movie. You know no. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's no, there wasn't the suspense piece to it. So I think any good flick has got to have suspense. And I think most action movies are losing that aspect of it. Yeah. You know what? I think that's a good point. I haven't even thought about it that way as far as action movies in general, but I think you're absolutely right. When you watch some of these, whether it's Hobbs and Shaw, you know, just most recently, and then Angel has Fallen, which there's a bit of what's going to happen here, but you still kind of, you know, if you take the time and really write it down, you can probably guess what's going to happen. But, right. yeah, I think that is a good point. It's focused more on, or even like the John Wicks yeah. and things like that, where, I mean, John Wick has been a very successful trilogy. I don't even think that they thought it was going to be that successful, to be honest with you, if I had to guess. But that's been wildly successful, and there's not a ton of suspense. It's just... Action, 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 a lot of fighting. Right. So they're focusing more on choreography, CGI, things like that, as opposed to the actual story and definitely 
the suspense yeah, part of right? it, you know. That's the story really is what it is, yeah. you know. And so for people that really don't understand that piece, they're they're looking at it like tasks, like, okay, we have to have X amount of action scenes. Yeah. We have to have X amount of dialogue, right? We've got to have funny moments. So they're like right. scripting in these things. Yeah. When you let it happen organic and just try to tell a really good story, that always, I think, overcomes kind of what you want to accomplish with your budget and where your film is. Mm -hmm. And suspense really does a lot of different things for you, but it just always redirects the, the audience's attention, right? So when you've got moments and you can create those pockets of suspense, it doesn't have to be a lot, right? right. It doesn't have to be a full-on suspenseful movie. Right. Just pockets of it throughout the movie really do a, a really good touch for things. And that's why Tarantino, I think, is really successful yeah. with his action flicks. Because there's a level of, you know, there's a you Tarantino twist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's something coming, right? Yeah. So his first few movies, like you had, you didn't know that, right? But right. once you you see Tarantino's films, you're like, there's a twist coming, and I'm ready for it. Right. Yeah, that's definitely true in his films. Uh, I wonder too, how many times are they gonna do this government agency betrays you or sets you up thing? Like, I mean, you see it here. You see it with Angel Has Fallen. You see it with the Born Identity series. 007. I mean, 007. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mission Impossible. You see, I mean, how time. many times can you do it? And maybe the answer is as many times as we want. Because it probably it, really is happening. It's, you know, it's, it keeps working. And, you know, I guess, yeah, it probably is really happening. But that I think that um, this formula is just kind of like, come on, guys. Like, is there anything else we could do? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, is there, there has to be something else or a different angle we can come from of, the the I mean, equalizer. I mean, how many times are we gonna again? You have a retired, highly trained, whether it's the the guard or he's a Green Beret or he's a secret agent with the CIA or he was with British intelligence. I mean, whatever the story is, and then they retire and then they somehow get drawn back into it in the government. It's just how many times can we do that? And right. I don't know. And and again, maybe the answer the answer is obviously. You can keep doing, yeah, you, indefinitely, because <laughs> it's working, right? The the yeah. this movie wasn't didn't get a great uh, reception uh, from the critics, nor has it done well in the box office. But in general, this type of movie has been doing well, and I'm sure this movie will do fine. At least get back to budget. Yeah. Um, you know, 100%. it's Will Smith is in it. They put a lot of marketing behind it, but uh, but yeah, I'm sure they'll get back to budget. But with that being said, I mean, I just feel like there has to be some other ways that we can come back to it, but. On the flip side, I watch a ton of Disney movies. A ton of Disney movies for a century have have had the same formula, and uh, and I love them all. So yeah, right. You know. I think once you they're 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 riding this wave, right? Yeah. And, and I think it, it happens in music. It happens in sports. It happens in film. When you have a, a method, or you it's all everybody plays copycat, right? If yeah. for example, if you're in the NFL, right, and you're, the Chargers are playing the Ravens, right. and the Ravens' defense shut down the Chargers' offense, right? You're just like, man, next week, whoever that next team is, they're going to do the same exact thing. Yeah, they're on the same defense. To see, defense. If, yeah. see if you can fix it, right? Right. The movies are going to do the same thing, right? It's like, oh, you did that? Well, let me see if I can do the same thing with right. a different name, different people, different crew, and see if we can create that same you know, effect. Some are going to work better than others, but right. that's just the industry we live. Really, the world the we world, live in. The world, yeah. Because think about Drake. Most of his stuff is pretty consistent, right? right? You've got a few songs in here where he really raps, and you can tell that he took the time and wrote his own stuff. Right. Then you've got times where you know he's had a songwriter, and right. it's still a quality song. Right. Then you got the other times where it's a little bit of both. 
But that's on every single album. Right. I know what I'm getting myself into with his. Oh, yeah. With you know his, what a Drake you know, album normal. brings, right? Absolutely. You know you're going to get a dance record. You're going to get a hit record. You're going to get him snapping on one song at least. Absolutely. Maybe, without, maybe featuring like an actual rapper, you know, whether it's Ross or Hove or, you know, something like that. He's going to have one or two big features. Yeah. And he's always going to make the, the song quality. And he's going to put you on to some people you never heard of. Yep. But these movies that consistently do the same type of plots... It's gonna keep happening, right? Yeah. It's just a matter of who can outdo the next person, right? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that is a good point, a way to put it. And I think sometimes about that when it comes to like ideas I might have, and you know that I share. Um, I mean, even like business ideas. Like if I'm sitting chatting, we were chatting before the podcast, and I've had conversations with some people, and they'll say like, "Man, what? Like, man, what if I steal it?" Or like joking around. And I'm like, honestly, I wouldn't be like, yeah, I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate because it's like, I mean, one. I'm not the first person to think of it. Yeah. Out of, there's, billion, there's billions of people in the world. I'm a fool if I think I'm the very first person to ever think, think of this of idea. It. Yeah, right. That's one. Two, uh, the biggest thing with any idea is execution, as we're talking about with this movie. 100%. What makes this movie different from the Bourne series or what makes this movie different from the Olympus is fa uh, Has Fallen series, um, Equalizer series, whatever the case may be, is execution. Yeah, So, 100%. you know, you can have the same idea, same thing with sports. Yeah, everyone can try to run the same defense. Everyone can try to run the Patriots defense, but who's going to execute the best? The Patriots. Like so 100%. You can look at it even with these new scooters, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a first to market always. So somebody creates the idea. Right. You've got Bird, right? Bird comes out, they said we're putting scooters everywhere. It's a whole thing. Yep. I'm like, "Okay. Scooter." Then not even a few days later, you see a Lime scooter. Right. And you're like, "Oh, well, a copycat, right? It's a second to market. Uber and Lyft, right? right. Like I see what you're doing here." You get on the Lime scooter, you're like, it works just like the yeah, bird. It's, it's a little, little faster. faster. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Lime. Right. So then you've got the spin. I've never tried to spin, right? I've right. got two su sufficient products for me. Right. But I was in Chicago a few weekends ago, and Lyft now has their own scooter, mm -hmm. right? So there's always a first to market, but there's also innovators throughout the market, yeah, who's too. Yeah, the best to do it. Right? Yeah. So you don't always have to be first. You just have to be successful in what you do. 100%. And if you're going to be a copycat, you got to copy it and then innovate. Right. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Frank. Shout out to the general. Shout out to Frank. Give me your call. <laughs> right, right. Shout um, out to Frank. But yeah, man, uh, one of the things that I felt like was rushed specifically was like um, hit the relationship with Danny, which was a, it was a weird relationship there, right? So, yeah. So the girl, it was like. I was waiting for the romance. Yeah, it was, you know, where are we going? So it, it jumps in quick from uh, from him meeting her initially we see the 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 tension there mm -hmm. when they first meet then he blows her cover as being you know with the dia then they get uh you know then obviously they they're on the run together right so you feel like something's gonna happen but it's almost that weird like okay she's college age he's 50 how weird are we gonna get here because well you're kind of over the you can't be playing the hitch role anymore now yeah. now it kind of becomes creepy and we and we don't look at you like that so we don't so, but you want to happen. Right. So it's that weird, like, is she going to get with the clone? Is it going to... Is it a thing? And they yeah. never did it, and it just was kind of like, what, what's the deal? They're like, they hinted at it. This movie lacked a lot of, like, those soft touch points. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of follow-up. Yeah, there's no, like, like, you're giving us bait, but no hook. Yeah. You know, so... It's like you just throw in the bait, and, and we're anticipating, like, okay, we're going to grab this, and something's going to happen. Right. And then we grab it, and it's like... Wait, that's it? Yeah, right. So, it, it, I mean, it lacked a lot of those, like, empathetic feels. I couldn't empathetically really feel for the clone. 
no, I couldn't feel no. for the the girl really. Like no. those things I didn't have a lot of empathy for. Right. Yeah. Now Will a lot of years of service, I can I can I can be empathetic towards that. Yeah. A lot of years of service felt like a yeah, play. You don't even know how long you've been played. So right. you can feel for those type of things, but now you're bringing this other stuff into the mix and right. if you don't set that suspense and that relationship and that time, you'll never feel like the empathy that you're supposed to feel for the characters as right. they write them, you know? Yep. I, I agree. Uh the the clone, as much as they tried to play up the he had been lied to and yeah. he didn't know who his real father was and all this stuff like that, you know, he had been thinking that this guy had adopted him and all this stuff. Uh that didn't it that, didn't do it for it me. It didn't do it for me. It didn't it didn't hit like they wanted it to hit. Uh I've also never understood why some of these like in these movies, you have obviously they send like this SWAT team or special service secret service team to go take out the target. Right. And this one is Will or Henry. Um and I've never understood the the psyche behind these guys. If you're the top killer and you just took out if we sent twenty guy a wave of twenty guys to kill you and you took all of them out, what makes me think it's gonna be my lucky day that I'm gonna get yeah, you? Yeah, right. Like, like <laughs> clearly we need to get you in like the old school ways, like poison. Yeah. Or, or things that like you're allergic never... to bees. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting sh- you in a room with bees. I'm what? It's over, right? Um, but you know, even the clone aspect, I think that we we look at dogs more as people than cloned probably yeah. right <laughs> right so a human element is tough to write and really put that into in a clone aspect yeah because we we think of clones as less than human yeah like there's that soul attachment that we don't even really think clones have right, right. so we're like yeah you you walk and talk and you look like me but yeah i, I still don't think you're a person you yeah. know like if the clone would have died i would have felt i would have felt nothing like, oh, okay cool like they would have ended with the clone like sacrificing himself to like save everyone else some type of writing like that. I'd have yeah. been like, "Cool, like, yeah, like, you did your job. You're <laughs> <Right>. a clone. <laughs> we can make more, right? Clearly, yeah. <laughs> clear. So that was that was a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, it also being an assassin, you have to stay like on like on tip all the time. Like just being 100%. like you have the alarm. Like I just wouldn't want to be in that business. Or even like I love crime movies or like organized crime and, and gangster movies. I'm like, I don't know if I really like. It looks cool and it looks glamorous, or like a, even a Scarface. You know, you're some big like drug yeah. lord. But it's like, yo, someone's always trying to get you, and your and if you have a wife and kids and family, like that's too much stress, man. That's an all time five, top five for me, Scarface. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I I hear what you're saying, right? You've got to be on guard all the time. Yeah. Right. And I think that when you're dealing with these type of movies and these type of characters. You have to feel that, yeah. right? You have to feel the stress of doing that. And this role didn't do that for no. me. No, like yeah. I want to feel that tension of like, man, like when I when I saw Scarface, I was like, yo, you're making some bad moves, and I can feel he's paranoid. Yeah, I can feel that paranoia. Yeah, right. We don't feel anything here. No, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I definitely didn't feel it here. And yeah, in those movies, you do see that. You see the, because that's naturally what happens. You start to crack under that paranoia. Mm-hmm. Scarface, it happened. Uh, Godfather, it happens. You yeah. start making rash moves, and it starts biting you in the butt. And you know, I mean, obviously, we're naming two of the greatest films yeah, of all right, time. Like, but, yeah, right. <laughs> give it a little bit of slack. <laughs> so you're not gonna get that type of uh, type of writing for every and directing for for every film. But uh, but I want to feel that because that's what's going through my head. You know, he has the alarm that goes off in the. You gotta be stressed, man. Yeah. You gotta be stressed. I felt it, and I was like, oh, this is another technology. But I didn't yeah. feel like. Man, yeah. All of a sudden, like another breach. Yeah, like, I, I feel that, right? Yeah. 
You didn't feel it? No. Uh, so there was a couple moments uh, specifically that made me shake my head. Uh, one was Will being smacked in the face by the motorcycle tire. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> bro, I was like, yeah. he got smacked in the face by the motorcycle tire. Just that tire. whole scene where was he, oh I was like, it he's so pulling cheesy. out a knife. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, no. Like, bro, you were just on a motorcycle and you think I'm about to be nervous because you pulled out a, a butter knife? Like, yeah, bro. Like, bro, like, bro. He, uh, when he got smacked in the face by the motorcycle, um, show me a human that gets smacked in the face by a motorcycle and just comes away with, like, a burn mark on their face. Like, bro. It doesn't happen. Come on, man. I, and he revved at those times. Bro, yeah, what? Like, a, a, a motorcycle bike, bro. You got, at full force, got smacked across the face. Bro, you don't have whiplash. You don't have a neck brace. Like Something's going to happen. You know. They're like. <laughs> come on. Like, if it was the clone, then I'd be like, okay, maybe they, maybe they put got some, some juice in them. Yeah, like, you right. Know, little extra. First off, I realized that cloning in this movie is totally different. You had to have a surrogate that like it actually yeah. gave birth. You think clone most of the time. You think clone. Yeah, right. Instant, yeah. right? Like yeah. this one was birth and groom, so yeah. th- it was just weird to begin with. Yeah, and they didn't. They like mentioned it, and they didn't like who's the, who the surrogate. It. Like, yeah, they didn't go back to. It's it a couple things they like. Again, like you said, the bait, and they just didn't like no follow up. Yeah, um, almost like a, a a Game of Thrones. Like, don't even get me started <laughs> on, the, on the end of Game of Thrones, bro. I'm so hot. <laughs> That's what it was. They threw yeah. that bait, big plot twist, and nothing. Yeah. So man, uh, let's put like the, like the Game of Thrones uh, prequels that they're about to start doing now that are in production of uh, I guess some of the battles that happened leading up to that we hear about throughout Game of Thrones, but happened prior to Game of Thrones uh, with the Targaryens. I'm kind of like I don't care. Like I like it's over. I know how it, it ends. It, it means so nothing. It means nothing now. Like I know how it ends. So the the pre stuff doesn't matter. Like it right. so I don't know how that's gonna It'll go. It'll be good flicks, but I, yeah, I'll, I'll watch just because. But um, it's something to talk about. But I'm like, I, it doesn't matter. Um, it's like watching uh, like I can't watch old sports, and obviously there's a whole channel ESPN Classics that has them. I can't watch old sports of games that I've already seen. Really? Like, already, yeah, it's a weird thing, man. I, you, can't, I feel like if you don't know like the background to it. Hundred yeah. percent, because it's it's still new, but like you yeah. can easily go look the score. Yeah. But like I think if you watch USC Texas in 05, yeah, that might be the greatest football game ever played, and yeah. you know Texas wins. But right, there's so many points in that USC game where you're like, they really should have won this. There's certain, yeah, I know. There's certain points, like there's certain. Okay, maybe I should say it like this: in those, I could watch the highlights. Like I could watch the like, that's a crazy play, like. How did he, like, some of those things were just like, man, that dude is an athlete. Like, how did he pull that off? Like, right. how did they blow that coverage? Things like that. But just, like, the suspense, like, the whole thing with sports is knowing how it ends. So, even games that sometimes I'll go back, like, if I missed a game, let's say, like, uh, I think I might have had a, a preview party or something for work where I missed maybe the back half of a game. Sure. So, then I watched, like, the game in 30 minutes joint. Like, I was like, okay, let me just see how this played out. Right. Something like that. But if I've seen it, like, if I've gone to a game. It doesn't like, do it for you. I can't. I don't know. So, it's it's, it's definitely a me thing because, obviously, a ton of people feel differently. There's a whole <laughs> channel for it. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I I don't know. I can't. I, I, I'm with you to an extent, right? Because yeah. I think that, like, you've got those one-off situations where you're like, this is a good game. Like, yeah. I, I, I could watch this, right? But. Don't put on just some random game from yeah. the '80s and expect me to be like, "Well, I all mean, in, right? This is great, right?" <laughs> Even the big ones, the the Super Bowl with uh, New York and uh, New England, right? Yeah. You're like, I know how this ends, but there's a, the catch, right, on the right. top of the helmet. You're like, "That's a great play," right? 
It is what it is. So some of those, yeah, some of those highlights are are huge. Um, there's also <laughs> with this that was just made me shake my head, and part of it is because of my own fear, uh, very personal fear of flying. I just that's not everyone. Not does, everyone doesn't have that fear, but uh, I hate flying. It, and it's funny because I fly all the time, uh, especially for my last job. Uh, I've said it before on here, but it was like 35% travel. So I was flying literally like every other weekend going to different places. But, um, but yeah, ton, ton of uh, ton of sky miles. Love, <laughs> love, love that, man. Good Delta. Uh, but, yeah, it was um, no chance that I'd get on a plane in this movie, especially a plane. Like when they were flying, like I can't remember where he went with the, with the one homie. That uh, is like old war buddy. Um, are you talking Atlanta. about when they went to the island or when they went to Budapest? I think when they went to Budapest. On the on the the private jet. On the private jet. Yeah. There's no way I'm yeah. getting on a private jet and like and the government's after me. Yeah, right. In like, a private jet with no weapons. Like they're not in a fighter jet where it's like something no, pops no. off, we're ready. We're ready. No, no, no. Bro, if, a, if they got surrounded by if a fighter jet came up behind them, it's over. Like, yeah, like the whole movie's done. So you, you and I was thinking the same thing, like Who's the air traffic controller you're talking yeah, right. to? Right. <laughs> How do you know you're not in the midst of like hitting another? And they plane? got a tracker on them, right? So like, it's like, bro, they could have. That was the point where it's like, and, and the dude knew, like, yep, they're about to land in Budapest. Take them out in the air, literally send a drone sh- up there, sh- shut it down, right? Yeah. You could shut all of this down. Just take him out, get him down the ground, and you get to go. Yeah, he can fight, but he can't fly. Yeah, so. right. So it was a. I, I didn't even think about that. I was, and and again, it was a lot of. Those thoughts came from my own fear of flying. So then I was thinking of like, and again, on a flight, when you have anxiety on a flight, and that's the only place where I really get anxiety, uh, is you think of everything that can go wrong. Yeah. The entire flight, no matter how long the flight is, whether it's a 45-minute flight or a five-hour flight to L.A., the entire time I'm on the plane, I think of everything that can go wrong. And it's just the paranoia. So, again, as I, when I even watch movies where someone's flying or hear someone flying, I think, oh, man, what could go wrong? So... I feel like if I was a if I was a spy, oh my god, I would never fly. And think about this though too, right? You've got people like, like you said, that's a huge population of the world that has anxiety about flying. Yeah, play on that, right? Yeah, right. I I easily could see a a fifty one year old man hit man who just. He's got his regimen, he's got his routine, but he for sure does not like to fly. Right. You right. could have played on that and, and yeah, just added sure. that element, and that creates empathy. Because right. you know there's a big segment of people who feel for the sure. same exact way, you know? So just, again, being creative, again, just going back to the creativity and the way you write and then what separates some of these films from others that have the same general concept. Uh, other thing that just was, this is probably <laughs> the biggest thing, this is the last thing, that I was like, this just doesn't make sense. When he got him with the, when he shot him with the bee venom, and he's like gasping for air. So you're telling me you're a secret service agent or a spy, whatever he is. You're allergic. You're deathly allergic to bees, and you don't keep an epipen on you. That. So, <laughs> oh my God, I'm glad you brought that up. There was two moments in the movie where I thought Will should have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. The bee venom for sure. Yeah. And the number two, when they had that big machine gun. Bro, and the light uh, show? The, yeah, like, and I'm like, there's a billion bullets in here. You mean to tell me not one graced him? Bro, not it was going did. through the wall. Yeah, I was like. He dodged all of them. He didn't even get. Again, not like even say. a single point where he got remotely touched. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, the first five minutes of Bad Boys 2, you can tell Martin Lawrence gets shot in the ass. It's a right. whole thing, right? Right. You, can't, you mean to tell me Will Smith with a billion bullets can't get shot? Not even in the leg, the thigh. Something, bro. 
He's got to take something. In the arm, right? <laughs> like, I can see if he, he's just like, ah, You're right. I got shot in the arm, but, like, we're good to go. Right. This man just got a nothing. Bro. Like, it was nothing, man. It was, a, and it was literally, like, a counter. It wasn't even a full, like, cement wall. It was a counter that they were hiding under, and they crawled up out. They got, like you said, that thing was coming. It was a light show, literally. It looked like lasers in the film, which was, like, a super cheesy-looking moment. Right. On par with the motorcycle scene. But, like, <laughs> I just was like, what are we doing here? Uh, Will should have played the lotto a hundred times, if that's the case. Right, right, exactly. Uh, the Going back to the young Will, so the clone, the fact that, so something that I thought was, uh, they did this for a reason, um, as, a, as a storytelling device, but he was called Junior, right? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. Had the, he had the white father, um, and which was so you clone me and then you name him after yourself is just super disrespectful. Like <laughs> just a whole lot of reasons, right? Like I think that's the most egotistical thing you can do. That's so disrespectful. If a dude clones me and then names me after him, bro, I'm gonna be so hot. I gotta kill you. Right. I gotta <laughs> kill you. Like if if nothing else, even if like you weren't trying to kill me, like if I just found out about that, I gotta make that happen. Yeah, it's a wrap. Um, so I think this definitely was a commentary on like the white savior type of thing that you see in movies or films sometimes right. um, where, you know, you see some white people uh, feel like they're, or make it seem as though they're doing an act of service when it's actually self-serving. Uh, so, you know, you see that here, you hear that when the, when the father makes a, makes the statement of, I thought I was making the perfect guy. Like Henry didn't have a father. I gave you a father. I gave you stability and all this stuff like that. Right. So very much seeming, you know, again, it coming out, okay, this is more about you. This is more about your own path and your own experiment more than it is about helping other people. Yeah, I think that um, when you go into, I mean, a lot of white people do that. When you go yeah. into a full-on thought process of helping people, you want it to be, it's almost like you've helped you've helped so many people right. in such a long time where it's like, okay, now this is about me and my legacy. Right. right? So now it's, a full, full, it comes full circle, right? This guy's like, no, 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 I help people. My legacy is now going to be in this clone, right? right? And so it's it, it's funny how that happens, right? But it, it, white, black, and different. Yeah. There's a lot of people that you start off with a cause maybe for the right reasons, right? right? Maybe to take out criminals and help people out and get bad people off the planet, right? Number one, who are you to play God? Right, exactly. And then yeah. number two, right? How is your endeavors going to a point where you really feel like you can make change, right? Mm -hmm. So some people are so focused on making change and doing it in a way that asserts themselves even more mm -hmm. that they lose sight of the change they're trying to make. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. Uh, and you, again, like you said, it's not in here in this specific movie. It was kind of the white savior thing. But yeah, you're right. It could be any race, background, demographic, whatever. You see that all the time where people will do acts of service out of very selfish reasons, whether it started that way or morphed into that. Who knows who's to say, but but yeah, unfortunately, you see that a ton of times. Yeah, um, but yeah, the uh, the young Will, he was flipping around, especially the second Will that came out of there uh, that had like no emotions. Yeah, they were jumping around like Spider Man. So I want to know what was in that clone juice. Like they didn't. They, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't elaborate on that either. Like, okay, I get that he's a clone. I get that he doesn't have a, a soul or whatever or emotions or recollection of where he came from any of that 
But how does that automatically give him the ability to jump like Spider-Man? Like, I just yeah. need to know how he can, feel. again, feeling no pain is one thing, but jumping off a two-story building, whether you feel the pain or not, your legs are still broken. It, like, your yeah. shit still hurts. Yeah, like. so, <laughs> yeah, you might not feel it, but you are now limp. So I, I don't under, they need to elaborate. Like this, like this second guy that came, he's getting shot up and stuff like that. Like, if I hit a vital, whether you feel it or not, your, your arm can't move. Like, if I shoot you in the shoulder, hey, whatever, we, we might numb it. But, like, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like, Like, boom, your I, shoulder's just ready to go. It doesn't work that way. So they need to, so if they were to, it, and all they had to do there is just say, like, yeah, and we added some, you know, some type of, we, you know, morphed him with, like, an animal or some I don't know, yeah. something to where he is now invincible or something like that. Yeah, right. It also, that it goes back to that clone thing, right? Yeah. They want people to feel empathy for these clones, right? But, but they make them less human, right? Yeah. Than more human. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. poor job of really going into a point where they really think they're really trying to do something, right? And for lack of better term, they can be like, "Well, he's invincible because he's a clone, because he's a clone, right? right? Yeah." And then you're like, "Well, is he human? We've been trying to get this human piece. Like right. you've been you've been giving us this bait for the human element. And then you're just like, well, he's a clone, so he's invincible.' Yeah, like just come on, man. It they doesn't got, add up. They gotta do better with that. Uh, the other thing that, and I don't know if you caught this, but it, uh, I paid attention to it because I thought they were they wanted me to pay attention to it. So again, don't as a movie, don't draw my attention to something if you don't want that to be like a big point of emphasis. Right. Uh, the clone only ate dairy. So the, really, so the clone. So first, I noticed it because I was. Well, I didn't notice it was. I didn't pay attention to the fact that it was dairy. I just was laughing at the fact that they said this line when he came back from trying to kill Will the first time. So when the clone came back from trying to kill Will the first time, he went back and he was like, "Hey, I told you to meet me." You know, the dad was like, "Told you to meet me here, or whatever." His, right. His dad, but was like, uh, and he was at his crib, and he's like stitching himself up, and he's like, "Man, you got to put that fear behind you." And then the dad was like, "All right." You want a bowl of cereal? And I was like, and I was oh, like, I was dying. Because he likes dairy. Yeah, so I was cracking up at that, just kind of like, yo, what it's you offer me? I, yeah, yeah, almost died, and you just offered me a bowl of cereal? Yeah. Like, bro, I want way more than that. So that was funny. And then the next scene is him at the at the like whatever the Gemini practice center, and he is in the morning, and he's eating an ice cream cone. So then I was like. Okay. It's only dairy products, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, cereal at night, after like for dinner, and in the morning, he's eating ice cream for breakfast. I'm like, it's both dairy. So I thought they were going to maybe say, like, in order to sustain His, the clone, gotta, he has to have dairy. They need dairy to build muscle, and if they don't have dairy under, like, a certain amount of hours, they dissolve, or some crazy stuff like that yeah, that right? you see in some of these film or some of these clone-type movies, or, uh, you know, when they're messing with, like, you know, genes or DNA. And they never came back to it. So I'm just like, oh, so you just like cereal and just likes ice cream in the morning? Like, right, and, they, yeah. and they never even came back to, like, it would have made even more sense if they were just, again, drawing the parallels with the clone if Will made a statement like, yeah, man, like, I just really love ice cream. Like, and then it's like, like oh, oh, okay, well, all right, so I that's why. Yeah, yeah, right. That's his clone, so he likes ice cream, too. We get it. But they just never, and I just thought that was an odd thing for him to have. Like, we only see him eating twice. And one scene is at night he's eating cereal at, 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 for dinner, and then he's eating ice cream for breakfast. That just... I don't know. A little, little tough, right? I thought when he brought the cereal, I was like, this guy has put him in a mental state to where yeah, he's like, yeah. cereal must be like a prized possession to yeah. him. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Where you put where him in. abused him, yeah. yeah. And you're like, here's some cereal. And he's like so grateful to have cereal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that could be it. Um, one thing that I thought that they didn't really elaborate on, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I uh, messed up. There was a point in time where I dozed off for maybe five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
But at the very beginning of the movie, they had this Ace of Spades tattoo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On, on the wrist. And then you see, like, Will Smith has it. And yeah. then the Asian guy has yeah. it. And the guy on the boat has it. Yeah. But then they didn't really. I don't know if that was just like, oh, yeah, we all came from the same, like, group or battalion. You know like, what I'm when saying? We first came. But, yeah, you're right. They didn't at least, like. Because that was a big foreshadow. It like, was. If like, you they saw stayed it, on, on the, yeah, on the camera. Like, yeah. Something's going to happen with that. Yeah. But we'll come back to that later. We never came back to it. No, it just was like, yeah, we all were in the army together. Like, what? You you had to show us, you had to be super dramatic about that shot just to come back and say we all were friends? Yeah, right. Like, we got that from you shaking his hand or you hitting him up in the first place. Or You're going right. to see some yacht in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we got it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, yeah. That No, I'm with you. That was a point, too, where I was like, what did we? are we going to come full circle? Or are we going to talk about a pact that they all made or some right. type of connection other than just we're in the army together. Like Absolutely. Um yeah, they they dropped the ball there, man. Um and I and I hate that dude had to die too. Like his home the second homie, like yeah. the second homie, he just was in the He first, was there just he, helping out. Man, and everyone got the car but him. Like if yeah. if if a couple of them did, if they all didn't get the car and they all suffered a couple burns but then, you know, crawled away. But like he just was on the side with the sliding door. And <laughs> You're like, oh, I couldn't. Yeah, the, the automatic door just going. You're like, this is not happening. <laughs> they just did He just couldn't roll out the car quick enough. Bro, like, that just, that had me. And I, I didn't realize that first, yeah. too. He's, uh, that that guy, um, I forget the actor's name, but, you know, yeah. he's in he's in Doctor Strange, too, no? Uh, in, oh, is that the, yes. I think that's, that's the it. Asian guy, Doctor yeah. Strange, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Might be, yeah. Um, yeah, he gets a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> every every like, movie. Dang, man, like, homie just, he couldn't get out the car quick enough, man. That, that hurt me. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the last scene was just cringe as far as the, the end of the movie with the with them on the college campus and them trying to tell him what his future is. He's like, hey, I think I, I got, you know, I got it or whatever. That whole scene of them playing, like, mom and dad was no, just. it's not a. It was it's weird. A bad, it's, it, it's just, it's a little interesting. Like, <laughs> it, it it's one of those, like, okay. You should feel good at the end of the movie, and you just feel dirty. It just, felt weird. It's like just, he's a clone. He's not real. I don't feel this. No. Like that empathy. Yeah. Empathy, empathy is huge in a film because you have to relate. Yeah. There was no point in time where I felt like I could relate to any of the characters. No. No, it was unnatural. It just was, again, I almost feel like the the son that he didn't know about would have been more. Of a thing. Of a, That would have made more sense. Like, oh, You could yeah. be like, okay, like. You didn't have any because we still would have liked Will. You yeah. keep his likability. You create a backstory. Yeah, clone with with just no love is like mm. it's really weird. No understanding of where he came from. He was kind of raising a whole. If it would have been like Will hooked up with this girl from back in the day, and then Varys paid this girl to not tell Will that she was pregnant, and then Varys raised the kid as his own, and the, if that would have been more of like, all right, you know what I mean? But like the, the clone, then we would have related more like, dang, this kid has like gone, lied to, but it's a clone, so it's kind of like, if he blows up right now, I don't really, it he's not a real person. Like, so that was hard. Um, I think a big piece too was when we first started the movie, they they created Will Smith's character in a in a light that almost was unbelievable as a human, right? Yeah. To where he's just losing his touch because of old age. Yeah. Things like that, right? I can, if you're one of the best marksmen in the world, right. old age is not going to take you out. But no. maybe you've got a drinking problem. Right, yeah. Maybe you yeah. have a couple of vices that put you in a spot that make you more human. Right. Which is causing a lack of performance, right? Right. So I think we could have had more of an empathetic feel if you saw Will Smith, like, had some vices, right? Maybe right. he was an alcoholic. 
maybe he had a girl problem, right? right? Maybe he had a gambling problem. If you go through that piece, then you can say, okay, this is a human. I'm empathetic because of right. the human element to it. And now I can tell why he has a kid, why this is a whole thing, why he got cloned. Like, now I know this whole backstory, right? Yeah. I feel <clears throat> all the different things. And you feel for the new one now because you're like, right. well, he has no idea what's going on. Right. But when you do it, a clone, and you don't make anybody human. Yeah, and yeah, he's no touch. The, the retiring didn't really make again. They didn't just again the development piece of that the backstory. He's retiring because of what? Oh, like I'm a little. I was a little off on that on that, that last on that one. last yeah. shot. And the thing is, as a marksman, as we saw, as the way he's recording it, it was all math. So if it's all math, how'd you lose your touch as a mark? Like it's you just got a hit. You just got hit. And his hand to hand combat was still nice. So it's like. Where'd you lose your touch? Yeah, you should. If if you lost your touch anywhere, it should be your athleticism, not your math. Like. Right. Yeah. The 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 basics of the job should yeah. still be the basics of the job. Literally, it was all timing. Like it's not like he just was off the cuff. Like I'm about to just I'm try about to, to shoot freehand this, like, this shot from like, two kilometers out. It, work it was all out. math. So it's like, all right, at three, two, one, shoot. Like that's not a touch. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, overall, with the movie. Uh, I definitely could have written this. I, you think? <laughs> man, I could have. If you give me some time, man, some some parameters. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, I couldn't. Uh, obviously, not um, not diminishing what these guys do as far as talent. Uh, and you know, sometimes again, a lot of the things I say on the podcast are tongue in cheek. Um, and obviously, know that these guys that I'm, you know, quote unquote, critiquing and talking about the movie that I have no place judging what they actually do. It is still fun to chat about it and stuff like that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. As anything, you know, any art that comes up, you're gonna have, you know, I, I've said this before. It's easier to critique than it is to create. So, you know, any bum on the street can critique something, right? Like if 100%. I if I create a design, you know, he can look at it and say that logo should be bigger, the font should be over here. Anyone can do that, right? Right. But that same guy couldn't get in Photoshop and create something. So, you know, it's it's very easy to sit back and say, these are all the things I do differently. So I think that is tough and it is hard to go on and, and make something. So, uh, and I respect Will's judgment. Again, I don't think this was a good film. It wasn't for me. Um, uh, what was I about to say? Oh, the movie did make you want to... Um, the movie did make me at least while I was watching say, how is the, how are they about to wrap this up? Because some movies I don't even want to know how they wrap it up. Like I'm like, yeah, I just want to get up and leave the theater. Right. It wasn't a get up and leave the theater movie. No. I wanted to see what do you will where are you taking me? So I did want to see where they were gonna take me. Um, I don't know if you know it make I don't know if this makes me question Will's acting ability uh, more than I already had. like I was already at a point. <laughs> Where earlier this year, and I've said this on podcasts before, where I was having a conversation with some friends about who is a better actor between Will and Idris Elba, and I said, and we all—it was one of those you never thought of it before. And then when you think about it, you're like, honestly, I go Idris. I like Will. I like Will is one of my favorite ever. But when I'm just thinking just strictly acting, I, I think I think Idris is a better. I think there's a lot of actors better than Will Smith as an actor. I think he's just so likable. He's so likable. He's so relatable. 100%. Um, he plays roles that fit him most of the time, that are just perfect for him. You know, um, like, you know, like a, the Fresh Prince. Is the Fresh Prince, is it like, man, he need like, is it like a, this is us, he needs an Emmy for every act? Maybe, no, maybe not that. It's just Will being Will. And we and, love Will. And it's Will. amazing. We yeah. love Will. He's, a, he's a, again, like I said, he's relatable. He's really funny. So is the acting amazing on every episode? Maybe it's not the acting. It's just Will being himself. Right. I think, um, like you said, right, 
everybody's got an opinion, but not everybody has a vision. Yeah, so right. I think when you're in that point, like, yeah, absolutely, we're going to critique, but we're really just the people of the masses. Right. Um, as far as Idris and Will, 100% Idris. Right? Yeah. If you've seen The Wire and you've seen that role he did with Stringer Bell, yeah. and you've seen some of the other movies that he's done, I think you'll you'll definitely give it to, to Idris. Yeah. I like seeing him on film, right? Just, yeah. I just think it's just a... When you see Idris's name, you know he's going to do it well. It's going to be quality. Yep. Um, but I think ultimately it goes back to the the opinionated thing, right? You have to, as an artist, have a vision, right? And I was watching Netflix, and then I really have been very fond of John Favreau. Okay. Um, he's got the chef show on Netflix. If you ever get a chance, just watch a little bit of it. Okay. But there's this one um, episode where he's basically – with another producer, I forget the guy's name, and they're creating pizzas. Mm -hmm. And the producer that's creating the pizzas, he's got his own brick oven in his home, and he does it from scratch, and he's doing like five or six pies, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing he says is, he, he has everybody come over, and they, they open up your creativity, and he draws a picture in the book. And he also says that, you know, it's really a weird thing we do in film where people actually take the time to write the movie, direct the movie, produce the movie, and then they hand it off to somebody else to edit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's like getting all the ingredients together in your kitchen and really laying it all the foundation out, getting all the meal prepped, and then telling somebody else to go cook the food. Right. And you're like, if you're going to start and do that process, you might as well do the process that makes the most sense because yeah. that's what really draws the attention in the crowd, right? So yeah. as a creator, you've got to take full advantage of your vision mm -hmm. and take it through all the steps of the process. Otherwise you can get lost in translation. Yeah. You got to take accountability for sure. Um, and I think, uh, I think with this, I think a point where they could have maybe capitalized a little bit more is, uh, the trailer. So because the film, you know, let's say the film is what it is. You get to, this is the end product, right? Uh, they could have made a better trailer to try to maybe, you know, I don't want to say trick, but that's what, I mean, the trailer a lot of it times, is what it, it, is. it is what it is. They could have made a better trailer to trick the public. Um, cause I feel like I knew that this was going to be great. I, I, you know, there's movies sometimes I review and like Joker was one for me that I didn't enjoy, but that I, I thought, you know what Joker, I always said that it was either going to be, I was really going to like her. I was really going to hate it. Um, and I really didn't like Joker personal opinion thing. I think that you should still go see it because I think it's just one of those. Yeah, I gotta go check it out. Yeah, definitely worth going to see. But, um, but yeah, with this one, I knew it was gonna be bad. Mm -hmm. Was gonna go see it and review it anyway because I, you know, I knew it'd be a, a big er movie and it's Will Smith in it, so it's gonna, you know, people are gonna know about it. But yeah, they could have, you know, they tried. They could try to trick us. Prime example, twenty twelve. You remember back in the day when twenty twelve oh, yes. came out? Yeah. You saw that trailer Man. and you were like. Oh, and it was right around I the time go see it. for yeah. the hysteria and everything. You were like, yeah. maybe they know something we don't, right? right? And it's a whole thing. And then that, you get to that movie, and you're like, this is not <sighs> good. The day after tomorrow, same concept. Yeah. I went and saw that. I went and saw it with my dad. I remember going to the theater, and we were like, what did we do? We were hyped too for yeah, to go see it. yeah. yeah Tw for sure. If you were in 2012, 2012 yeah. watching 2012, you <laughs> yeah. were like, oh, it is over. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down. Yeah. But yeah, not a good flick. And right? the day, the day that the world it was like, it was, I think it was 2012. Uh, December twenty uh, first. We were, it, it we was were the day after my birthday. I'm like, man, what a oh, birthday present! No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everybody kind of was like, yeah, right. Okay, we're oh, good. Your breath, yeah, the twenty second, man. Everyone was happy. Uh, what would you rank this on a scale of one to ten? Uh, it's got to go for a three for me, man. Just yeah. for my own personal, I won't watch it again. No, absolutely you know. not. Um, I think that you know, ultimately, I like seeing Will, but you know. I, I'm indifferent, right? Like, I give Will the, the credit to go see it. 
because it's Will Smith, I think that, you know, right. he plays a part in a lot of different things that I like in culture. So I say, hey, the Will Smith movie, I'm going to go see it, but I'm not a raving fan. Yep, that's so. fair. Uh, I gave it a 4.5. Um, it's probably generous, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably very generous. But uh, Netflix is where I would say, you know, watch this if you need to watch it. If yeah. it's just something where you're like, I got to see it. It's Will. I got to support Um I'd say, you know, if you're chilling at home, Friday, nothing else to do. You know, actually, Friday might be ambitious. A Thursday, Wednesday. $5 Tuesday. Five, yeah. I, yeah. Would, if, I would, If you've got a Tuesday where you got some free time, yeah, $5. Go ahead. It won't kill you. Free popcorn at the theater on those days. Yeah, just go ahead. See if you like it. Um, upcoming movies. Is there anything coming up that you're excited about? You know, really just the next Tarantino flick. Okay. Um, you know, I That'll did make see... 10, right? The next one is 10. Yeah. yeah. I also did see a trailer for Top Gun with Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. Um, as Maverick. So I'm, I'm interested. Um, I think, uh, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I saw Brad Pitt, um, in there as well. Okay. I have not seen that trailer yet. Yeah. Top Gun. Okay. Um, I believe it's Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Okay. Uh, for sure Tom Cruise. Right. I'm not 100% sure on Brad Pitt. I got to check that. But I'm uh, I'm excited for Top Gun. Um, you know, I've got small, like, memories of the old Top Gun. Yeah. So I might have to rewatch the old before the new. Right. Or just start with the new and see what happens. Got you. Okay. I got definitely have to rewatch. Um, for me, I'm excited, just honestly, for Disney Plus coming up uh, yeah. next month. So Disney Plus, their uh, their streaming platforms coming up, and they have a lot of original content. I've talked about it before on the podcast, and when it actually gets here, I'll chat a lot more about it because I'm a huge Disney fan. Uh, I, you know, Disney has disappointed me in a lot of the stuff they've been doing recently with these live actions and what they're doing with Star Wars franchise, and sure. even you know, kind of overdoing some of the, or maybe getting a little lazy with some of the Marvel stuff as far as their creativity with it. Um, right. But still, still a raving fan, still a huge, huge fan. Uh, staunch supporter of Disney, uh, so I'm excited for them to come out with this stuff. So you know, I'm I'm a little indifferent towards the Disney thing, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a huge Disney guy as well. I love Disney. My little sister is a huge Disney fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't like is, and this is something that is never going to change now that it's a thing, right? But mm-hmm. the streaming services, the the subscriptions, like it's another six dollar subscription, right? Paired with my other six six dollars subscriptions, yeah, right. that's gonna just over time. I'm gonna look and I'm really gonna do the opportunity cost. Like, do I really watch Disney enough for this? Right. But it's gonna be like a Planet Fitness thing where you see it on your checking account and you know it's there and you know you don't use it to its full potential, but you're like, I have to have it. Yeah, and you're like, eh, it's only six. Seven. Right. That's how they get you because you look and you're like, what's seven dollars? What's you know what I mean? You look at the ten dollar. What's ten dollars, man? Right. I, 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 do I really feel like going over there? And but you want all and, the access. You yeah, know you what want I'm all saying? the access. Yeah, you right. want you want to be able to. It's the day when you want to use it. You know, you cancel it a week later. Something drops, and, and everyone's like, talking about it. I want it, right? Yeah. Now the only thing for me, Disney is limited with what they can do very with content. Li- so they're very limited. So now what they're doing is they're pairing a lot. They're like they have the membership options. Um, and again, I'll I'll have more information on this. I talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago, but I'll have more information when it gets closer. They're pairing some of their memberships with like, cause they own Hulu and they own ESPN. Mm, so they're, they're pairing. Like so it's like, you know what? Three, yeah. Go on. Yeah. You could get the Disney plus for seven, but for that eight fifty nine dollars you're going to get free Hulu and ESPN plus. So now you like, it's okay, worth cool. it. Yeah. Bundle it. You know, I'm already paying eight for Hulu. I'll pay nine for Hulu plus Disney. I've, you know, so. Yeah. I've got the, uh, the ESPN plus. So See? I'm like, there you go. Uh, so, you know, if you paying whatever you paying I for might that, might as well have access to all the Disney movies too. 
you know what I mean? So and, and all the Marvel and all the you know all that stuff. So that's how they're that's how they're doing it. Again, they're a monopoly. So Disney owns. Uh, I think I think I tweeted this a while ago, but like I, I said, uh, Disney and Amazon will own everything. Well, they'll we'll be the only two companies in like 15 years. You think? <laughs> I'm joking. You they gotta won't throw, actually. You got to throw Apple in there. Too. Apple too. Yeah, Apple, Disney, and Amazon will own. Every well, those those, just, those will be the only three companies that exist in like 100%. twenty years. Apple, be on the lookout with that new um, Apple card, right? Working oh, with Goldman crazy, Sachs, yeah. like that's a that's a whole thing. I think that when you're really in the start thinking about it, Apple's taking an approach to go into the banking route. Yeah. Where Disney is like, how many multimedia yeah, conglomerates can yeah. we just take, right? Yep. And then you're looking at Amazon, and they're just it start off bookstore online and. Amazon is scary. Amazon is for real scary. Yeah, yeah. right. I want to do um, if if you if this ever happens, right? There's a guy um, up in Mount Pleasant that's mm -hmm. you know working on the um, he's trying to do the black owned Amazon, where basically he pulls all the black owned businesses and creates an online portal so that you can shop from them without being local, right? So um, his name is Pete. He's in Mount Pleasant. We don't really speak like that, but I've heard of his idea before, and I think that's a really cool one. And so there's going to be plays on these mm, yeah. multimedia-type deals yeah. that people are doing, so it could be really cool. Interesting. Well, hopefully they can compete, man, so that's um, so that actually is sustainable and it doesn't start for a year and then goes out, so we'll see. Yeah, right. But uh, that's all I have, man. You got anything else? No, nah, man. Thanks for having me on. This Absolutely. was fun. Um, you know. I wish we could have picked a better movie, but it yeah, was good. Yeah, and, and a better time. But <laughs> I think I think we're awake now. I think as you listen through, you probably listen to the beginning. We probably sound like this, and then you get to you get yeah. To we the picked end, up 100. So. <laughs> percent All right, we well, appreciate it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next week, peace. Peace.